We are living the authentic life and we're excited today to have Erlene Bugs with us. Hi. This hashtag girl boss. Wow. <laughs> and can we just have a moment that she flew back in town. You're always traveling around the world. I am. You fly back in town. You come for the podcast today. And you look like this thinking it's just a voiceover. So guys and girls, <laughs> if I'm not thinking of being videoed, I don't look like this. But can we just have a moment that you rock your style and your fashion and who you are no matter where you're going because you are living the authentic life. Thank you. And what I love, there was so much to read about in your journey. Mm -hmm. um, what we were talking about before we started is what I admire is that you've been married so long mm -hmm. to a strong man mm -hmm. as a strong woman whose voice is heard. Tell us about the secret to a long-term marriage. <laughs> Give, teach oh. me your ways, girl. <laughs> you know what? I wish there were a secret. And, I, you know, I, I'm asked this question all the time because I'll be married 30 years in August. Ugh. And um, it's been tough. I mean, it's been really difficult. And um, every time I'm asked this question, I try to answer it as authentically as I can. I, I have a son. He's 25. The love of my life. And, um, and that's the reason I'm still married. I, I just chose that, you know, I knew that life would be more difficult for him had I got a divorce. I had so many reasons. You know, you, you can have a thousand reasons to divorce. You only need Amen. one reason to stay. <laughs> oh my God, that's a retweet, yeah. girl. That gave me chills. Yeah. And um, I think there's, um, what I've said to friends is there's no one who will love your child as much as you other than their father. Exactly. And to go through life, and I was mentioning Bella's been through a really hard medical journey, mm -hmm. and we saw a good friend of ours, um, Jorge Salazar. I don't know if you know April and Jorge. He's an incredible um, pediatric uh, cardiologist. And I said, the interesting thing is Bella's health journey has brought us closer together. Yes. And I feel like a lot of families, it's hard. And he said, yes, because he's operating on baby babies that are literally mm -hmm. a day or two old. Oh, wow. And he said half the parents he works with end in divorce. Yeah. And I think that it goes back to purpose. And that's such a part that of life that I find that everyone who's really living their best life, right. living a life that that lights them on fire with people who are good people, it's because they're clear on their purpose right. and they're clear on what means most to them. Mm -hmm. So why don't you share about your journey to doing that? Because you also help other people figure that out. I do. And it's difficult for some people because mm. you have all these things now yeah. more than ever coming at us. Right. I mean, you know, I, I have to give my husband a lot of credit for the, um, the inspiration and for the, the goal and aspiration of our family, because, you know, he's always been, you know, the leader, he came up with the dream and the vision that we had as a family. And, you know, he's always been, you know, hell bent on leaving a legacy to okay. this world. And, you know, he was raised in that type of family. Um, he, he received that kind of uh, instruction and example from his grandfather, who only had a fourth grade education, by the way. Wow. But um, he was a longshoreman for many years and he also had a real estate business. So when when he died, his grandmother never had to work or whatever. And that's that's what he wanted for his family. Mm -hmm. And and I think as an African-American, it's even more tricky in this world because our men don't don't actually have a lot of the opportunities as our 
Caucasian um, counterparts. And so, yes, we've had to work harder. We've had to sacrifice a lot more. But I am, I would give him all the credit because I, I come from a single parent home. My parents were divorced when I was six years old. So I, I actually don't have any memories of my mom being a wife. I had no idea. I had no idea what, what it was like to be a wife. So I had on the job training. And once I had my son, I said to myself, um, you know, I'm going to commit to this for life because I, I don't want him to have the same experience that I had just coming from a place where I didn't really learn what what love and, and commitment and and respect looked like between a man and a woman. So I had to create that reality. And was your husband's mother a strong force in his life that taught him how to love? I'd say yes. Uh, she had a stroke when we were um, in high school. I was in 10th grade. He was in 11th grade. Um, you know, we were at school one day. His little brother, you know, his our, our high school was right down the street from where he lived. And his little brother came came there looking for him because he couldn't get in the house. Well, his mom had, had passed out. She had an aneurysm and a stroke. And that particular day, eight other people went to the hospital and none of them survived. She was the only one that survived. Now that's a God wink that she had a destiny to fulfill. Exactly. So I feel like for him, she absolutely taught him, you know, he, he, he told me this story and I, I, um, I carried it on for my son. She, she would always tell him, God put you here to be a leader and a provider. Wow. And that's what men should do. And I carried it on with my son because yeah, she, she taught him, this is your responsibility. So he always assumed a hundred percent responsibility financially, the provision for our home, everything. And so I owe him a lot because I've, I've honestly never had to work as a wife and a mother, mm -hmm. you know, he's always been providing for me. And so I've had the luxury to have a life that mom, that my mom wasn't accustomed to. And that, you know, I saw her struggle for everything. Mm -hmm. She had to do, had to do everything. And here I am with a, with a chef and a, and a, and an assistant and a housekeeper <laughs> and and I'm still overwhelmed. Struggling. Yeah. I know. We yeah. still can't we have a takes a village. Yeah. It, but I feel like back when our parents were growing up that it was more of a village and a community. It was. And that we all helped each other in a way that was different because now we're all so busy doing things. So um there's so many thoughts that come to mind. Yeah. Um your your husband taking responsibility. I feel like that's a big thing also in living authentically is is committing to do the work. Right. I think so many people, like you say, come up with the dream, mm -hmm. come up with the lifestyle they want, mm -hmm. but it is work. It is work. Every, it's a choice every day, mm -hmm. all day. It is, and then to empower people to do that, you've also, that's what the legacy is mm -hmm. about. Right. Is it's not just about you, right. but it's about a community. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, you know, we, we've been in business for a long time. Um, and we, we start, we had our fortune in the, in the direct sales industry. Uh -huh. Um, but a part of that we mentor and, and coach a large group of people. Uh -huh. So one of my contributions to what we do, I started doing female empowerment. Uh -huh. I found that women were extra uh, interested in learning how to, how to cope with the things that they had to do, because it's, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, a wife and a mother, but then you add professional, you add business owner on top of that. It's a lot. And, and juggling those hats is some juggle. It's, it's just, sometimes it's too much, you know, 
And what I say is, and this became a reality that for so long I was angry about it, mm-hmm. but a man's responsi- a man who takes on the responsibility right. of providing for his family right. um, can always make the choice to take care of the business. Whereas a woman balancing it all, right. if our kids are most important, we have to choose our kids. Yes. And so I used to be frustrated with that, yeah. that I wasn't sharing in the burden of raising the kids. But now with her health journey, I feel so blessed that I could. Right. Because that in itself has right. been the greatest gift. Right is that I could be there for her. And like you say, for the kids to know you're there for them and for them to know, because taking care of them and medical, and that's been another big part for me is realizing if you didn't have the funds and you weren't taught that a doctor tells you, no, you, it can't be done that you know that you can't stop. Right. And that you know that you keep going. So how do you help people find their voice? Because it's even harder for women. Well, absolutely. But I, I also think that it's um, that part of it for me was my own personal growth journey. You know, like I said, I come, I'm a girl from the hood. You know, my mom didn't have much, you know, growing up. And, you know, my dad was wealthy, but I'm not exactly proud of how he obtained his wealth. So it's not something that I ever truly benefited from. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I think it made me humble in a sense, but I still wanted more in life. And I, I knew that in order for me to be the best wife, I had to continue to grow. So I didn't just leave it up to my husband to go out and make money. I knew in order for me to be the best wife, I had to continue to grow personally. And that was my own sense of personal responsibility. Let me get into books. Let me, let me make sure I maintain the right kind of association. Let me make sure that I work on my own dream because a lot of times when he's out doing the things that he needs to do and then I'm at home, I got a complete different focus. We are not on the same page. It's amen to that. You know what I mean? It's hard. To, it's so hard yeah. when you come back together. And so here's Grace Kelly. As mm-hmm. I said, sometimes she's enters and she might even snore later. Mm-hmm. So don't take offense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pre COVID Rob was flying to Hong Kong and he was going to shows all over the world. Yeah. And I didn't want to leave Bella. I didn't want to leave her with a housekeeper or a nanny. I mm-hmm. wanted to be present. Mm-hmm. So then when he comes back, if I wasn't full and I needed him to fill me up, mm-hmm. it was, it was a, and when they're out doing these big things with these people around them, mm-hmm. we have to still be interesting and connected as their wives at home. It's hard. It is so hard. So tell us how you did it. <laughs> well, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes. I wasn't perfect at it, but I've, I've always wanted to keep myself up physically and, and, and mentally. I do a lot of reading. I associate with people that I, I admire their life. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a matter of association. And Amen to that. Yeah. It's a big part of what I read for Blue Zones, people that live to be 100 years old, mm-hmm. is that you surround yourself with a, cu- a community of people that you can count on. Right. That do what they say they're going to do and are there for you. Right. And sometimes I get frustrated when people don't do what they're what they say they're going to do. Sometimes there's reasons yeah. because their purpose is their kids or their purpose is their business and right. we but other times it's just we're wired differently. Yeah. So how do you coach people through that? I, I just think that it's it's that it's that personal growth journey because 
we have to learn as human beings and especially as women to hold ourselves accountable. <clears throat> That's not something for a society to do. So the, oh, great. the, the better, the better you are at you, the more work you do at, at learning and understanding yourself. I think it, 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 it helps the situation. I, I don't know that it's, that it's just one thing for me, but I will say I decided that divorce wasn't an option for me. So regardless of what, of what happened in our relationship, the things that I, I wasn't happy with, I knew that I would never leave the marriage. I, I made my decision on that. And then the second thing was I committed to my personal growth journey. Those are, I, I, I found myself because a lot of times we can get so focused on what he's not doing, what we want him to do, who we want him to be. And we forget that we've got to grow and we've got to continue to stay current. We've also got to keep ourselves up. I think and I'm into that because yeah. when we feel good, like when yeah. we have the endorphins from working out, yeah. when we dress in a certain way and it can look in the mirror and feel good about who we are yeah. and how we present ourselves, it makes a difference. And it's so interesting. I didn't include, so I wrote, I worked with a speech consultant and wrote a Ted talk that I haven't given yet, mm-hmm. but um, about living authentically. And I do think, I know there were moments, I mean, Rob and I working together, there was so much conflict. We were older, we both had separate money, how we were gonna spend our separate money, how our business was gonna grow together. It is tough stuff. That's a lot. And when I decided I was never gonna leave him, and I tell him, don't take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I better trust you with that. Yeah. But when I made that decision, and I changed focusing on his problems yeah. and what I didn't like and totally focused on me, Right, my mindset and our marriage improved. Exactly. And people said, so how did Rob, I'm like, Rob didn't change. Yeah, I did. Exactly. And because of that, he did. And yeah. we did. Yeah. And we grew. Yeah. And I think so many people That's look beautiful. at it from the wrong way. Well, I mean, we, society almost tells us that. Like, what's your man doing? How do you put up with that? That voice from mm-hmm. your girlfriends? Yeah. You don't need to put up with that. Mm. Why did? Yeah. Well, how did it work out for you? Because <laughs> yeah, how did how did it work out? And and when you when you find yourself a single single mother of two or three kids, what kind of man you think you're going to get at that point? You know, for 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 African American women, one out of four of us will even get married. We we marry at a 25 percent rate, and more wow. than more than 80 percent of us are overweight. More than 80%. Now we are very educated, you know, as of late, you know, that, that yes. part has shifted and that that's an, a good thing. But the research shows that the more education you get, the, the less happy you are and the, and the less likely you are to stay in a marriage. Fascinating. Yeah. So I, you know, when, when I do have these kinds of conversations with, you know, my people, if you will, it is always understanding that there is a sacrifice to everything mm-hmm. and we are the ones that are actually tearing up our homes. So every time there's a divorce, our community gets weaker. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. It is so, it's so true. And it's such a catch 22. My big advocacy is fighting trafficking and empowering women mm-hmm. to get out of abusive situations. Mm-hmm. So I even told Bella from the time she was young, I said, you have to be responsible for yourself financially. Right. You need to be in a place that no matter what happens to you, 
you could take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not the way you've grown up or become accustomed to, mm -hmm. but you can take care of yourself. And that is such a double-edged sword. It is. Because the more knowledge you get, the smarter you are, the more independent you feel, mm -hmm. the less the connection. And sometimes, mm -hmm. unless you're growing in a similar way. So I also think having um, the purpose of the family is mm -hmm. important and all of that too. So tell mm -hmm. us about like, do you, how would someone go to your groups? Is there, do you host events? Is it part of a training? Mm -hmm. Like how would people access this journey? Um, yeah, I have, I've been doing female empowerment for 15 years. Um, and I have events maybe three to four times a year where mm -hmm. I do luncheons for women. Um, during COVID, I also started doing um, a podcast that I would do every Sunday with my husband. Oh, um, Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't do it anymore because now uh -huh. we're, we're back yes. open or whatever, but, but yeah, I, I do events and it's open to the public. You know, awesome. I and it, and it's something that I'm really passionate about because because I think, in this in this modern age, women are made to believe that they have to choose between being independent and a family, and yes. and we have to learn how to be interdependent, yes. interdependent. So so yes, I do want to be prepared because you know there are far more women in this world than it is men. So you know maybe I might wind up without a man and I might have to take care of myself, but I still need to learn how to how to to part of our growth and development as women is also learning how to cooperate and be in relationship with a man. That's what our society is about. It's about relationships. It's about mm -hmm. other people. So, so sometimes the more education, like you just said, that we get, the more independent we feel and the less we feel the need to really, to really learn how to be in relationship with, a, with another man. Well, you know, if you don't learn how to do that, it's a big part of your development. That's not going to be there as a woman. Absolutely. And I've seen it happen so many times. And the friends of mine who have chosen that route, you're not any more happy. How, how is it working for you? Yes. You know, you're having to struggle twice as hard because you've, you're having to be the man and the woman in your relationship. You're having to take care of kids, earn the money. Like, how, how is this better mm -hmm. <laughs> than, having, than having a man that can share part of that burden with you? And I think we put too much emphasis on happiness and not enough emphasis on duty and responsibility. Oh, I love that quote. So um, a therapist told us one time that, um, well, there's two comments that I really believe that um, the strongest marriages are autonomy with a connection. Okay. So two completely independent, strong people that can come together mm -hmm. and be connected. And I think that means that two people who are living their purpose, mm -hmm. clear on who they are, what fills them up, and then finding how to come together. It was interesting because Rob's passions are hunting and fishing. Mm -hmm. And I grew up doing that with the dad and brother and realized that I really prefer shopping. You know, yeah. so he's like, um, so we had to talk through like yeah. what our vacations look like, how we come together. We can't just choose that he goes off with the boys and I go off and how we come to a place together. Yeah. So it's, um, it's opened a lot of conversation. Also, um, another, uh, oh, I just lost it. The other, um, the comment. Okay. Let's dive into something else. Mm -hmm. Tell us about parenthood mm -hmm. ha, um, because 
as I mentioned, um, I talk about Bella a lot. You can tell she's front and center in my mind. Yeah. She's her 16th birthday is coming up. Oh, yay. So, and she likes me right now. <laughs> she doesn't like Rob right <laughs> now, but I'm sure it's going <laughs> to fluctuate at any moment. Yeah. Um, there's some parents that are super involved in their kid's life. Mm -hmm. There's some parents that let kids make mistakes. Like, tell us about how you and your son's relationship has evolved in parenting. I honestly have the best relationship with, with my son. He is the absolute best I, and mm -hmm. the love of my life. But um, we did we did have a rough patch with him when he first got to college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you know, to be any type of success in this world, it, it takes a, a lot of sacrifice. And in the beginning, you know, we, we worked really hard because we wanted to give him a certain type of life and um, so we missed a lot and I, I think he was angry about about you know that sacrifice that he had to make and I had to explain to him I said you know honestly Trey there's a sacrifice to everything in life you you sacrifice even when you have nothing to show for it because I had the same sacrifice for my mom she would be gone by, before I woke up so she would leave me bre breakfast it's so true it's so true Ugh. And 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 I would be up only one hour by the time she got home at night. So I saw my mom one hour a day mm -hmm. for probably a six year period of time. And I didn't want that for you. I, I remember having to move a lot. I remember lights getting cut off. I remember only being able to get uh, one gift for Christmas. There, there are so many things that, that drove me to make the sacrifices so that at least money and resources wouldn't be an issue for you. And it's so, it's so hard to make kids understand understand that th that that's the way it is nothing in this world is free nobody's standing out in the street handing out hundred dollar bills everything that you get in life somebody has to pay the bill mm -hmm. and so it took us a while to help him to understand that once he became an adult and understood how hard it is mm -hmm. to come by money I think he he forgave he forgave mm -hmm. us because there was a lot of sacrifice but I never worked you know and I told him I I wasn't I wasn't working a job you know I was working our business and mm -hmm. so and then he and my husband went through you know where I was disappointed in both of them you know uh, but I understand oh my god that's such a quote uh, yes I was disappointed in both she's of them. doing this he's doing this oh my but god they were driving me crazy because <laughs> essentially they're the same person and yes. I, I would be in the middle yes you know yes. and one day I just told him to hell with this I'm not you guys are not going to drive me to drink and I need for you to get it together and um and I remember this one day we were at, at Houston's and they were just arguing the whole time and I I just completely shut down on both of them. I, I didn't talk to either one of them for three days. And I, and that was a turning point because they realized, you know, you just, it, both of you have gone too far. This fighting is just, and, and I, I empathize with my husband because he has the responsibility of teaching a boy how to be a man. And, uh, and yes. as a woman, sometimes we, you know, we just want to, we want to nurture first when, when what kids need is structure and they, and, and discipline, yes. you know? And so I interfered a lot. I made a lot of mistakes and things that, now looking back on it, I regret because thank God he had his father around. You grew up in a two parent home, which 80% of African-American kids don't have. Yes. You know, so that's a huge benefit in life. But, you know, being a mother is the hardest thing I've ever done. I, I, I think you have the opportunity, even though it's not ideal to get another husband, <laughs> but you, you can't trade your kids. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> you're pretty much stuck with them for life. <laughs> You know, but I mean, it, it's definitely been. I love that. You can trade your husband and Rob that could yeah. happen. Yeah. Except I just said, I'm not leaving him. No, no. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't, don't, don't leave. 
So yeah. let's talk about community. I just really, I'm so passionate. I just feel so connected to what you're saying mm-hmm. about community because I feel like another part of um, Blue Zones where these people live to be centenarians is they have the experience of all these generations being together. Mm -hmm. And so the grandmother and the great grandmother and the kids and all, and, and another part of it was back in the fifties, even people would come together Mm -hmm. and you would talk, even the men would go work on the cars. Mm -hmm. So it was the 80 year old and the 60 and the 40 and the, all the way down and you could share Mm -hmm. and now people are moving across the country and Mm -hmm. they're leaving and you Mm -hmm. don't have this understanding of where you came from the culture yes, and how hard it was Mm -hmm. I mean my grandparents immigrated from Sicily through Ellis Island and literally had nothing and there were Christmases my father got oranges Mm -hmm. instead of gifts Mm -hmm. so I mean I heard the stories again that's so different than mm-hmm. the way my life was and the mm-hmm. way but to to have that relativity yeah so let's talk about community mm-hmm. are there certain charities that you connect with like how do you interface and do you believe that just giving a dollar amount or like setting mm-hmm. up the systems well i mean i have my we have our own um, foundation it's called oh, okay. the boom foundation okay. and um our main focus is uh healthy nutrition for children so we have we have dedicated our our you know part of our philanthropic philanthropic effort to that mm-hmm. and um last year we we did about two million servings of food and wow. you know we so we, we do things all over the world through schools or through well through charities one of our big okay. charities um is down in mexico and oh, okay. um and so yeah we've done a lot of work there because we have a huge um organization and a lot of business that we do in mexico um so that's that's been one of the things but i feel like the best the best and most significant work i do is with women mm-hmm. just helping them to to remember who they are and to understand their their worth and their significance their value to to society mm-hmm. because we we are taught that we don't need men or that we can, an education is going to be the way and all this stuff. And, and it's really <laughs> destroyed our families and mm-hmm. the connection that we have there. So I, I feel like my, my best work and my most significant work is with women. And I'll continue to do that for the rest of my life. I love that. So when's your next event? My next event is going to be in Prague coming up next month. I'm going to do just a small luncheon with some of our leaders out there. But I, I do. In Prague, Czechoslovakia? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> yeah. So Rob yeah. is Czech, and we ah. went to Prague once, and we toured the Terezin concentration camp. Oh, I don't wow. know if you've ever had that experience, but it truly shook me in the way to think that there could be genocide in a in an area with when people in the United States didn't even know it was happening right? and people were killed because of their religion and 
it was really interesting to take Bella there. And um, but what a beautiful city! It survived so much from the war. The architecture right. is, is amazing. amazing. It's my favorite architecture. I'm so inspired yes. by European architecture. Yeah. So so how do you choose like where to go and what um, how you align with people in different cities? Well, we we just we go where the businesses. We have a a huge um, influx of Europe, European participation in our in our business right now, and they're doing really well. So my husband kind of makes those decisions on on where the you know where he should put his time and resources and right now it's it's in Europe and wow. and Prague yeah we have a just a group a good group of family members there we call mm-hmm. them family but um yeah they've we been doing it a lot yes I have my work family here yeah yeah and that and you know it, it, it you know I feel like the culture and the and the ambiance you build in your in your network of people is also a ministry You know what I mean? Because those are the people. Yes, we can we can impact parts of the world. Sure. But you know what's really significant? The difference you make person to person with the people you spend the most time with. I I find that a lot of times we have less of, of relationships, less significant connection with the people we're sitting right next to. Than, than, than we do with, with people from all over the world. So it means a lot to me to, to have an at- atmosphere of my distributors and my employees that they feel appreciated and loved and, and valued because that's part of our legacy as well. Absolutely. And I, pre-COVID, I had a breakup with a business partner and friend during COVID, which was kind of interesting because I feel like we all felt so much loss with that and so much uncertainty. So much trauma. (laughs) And then to have the end of something that was really, I believed in. And sometimes it's more of the loss of the dream than anything. And then you question your judgment and, Mm -hmm. and all those things. But I, because I became so vulnerable I became much more open and I joined this group. A Bi- Mine is a Bible study group, but okay. I think people can do it with their workout group, with right. their business friends. Exactly. And we created this group of friends that supported one another. And okay. we would send texts as support. And for us, it was scripture. Mm-hmm. But for other people, it can, I sometimes just forward powerful mm-hmm. statements or mm-hmm. comments or quotes. And it made me realize that I was rushing through so much of life to get to the charity event to have it happen. Whereas I wasn't being nice to the person checking me out at the grocery store Mm. and looking them in the eye Mm. and saying something kind to them or talking to my Uber driver Mm -hmm. because I'm on the phone and I'm not engaging. But some of the most interesting Mm. conversations I've had is immigrants who are Uber drivers right. and their story from where they've come from mm-hmm. and what their hope is for the future mm-hmm. or what challenges are going on with their family and why they're adding this, mm-hmm. this, um, driving when they can to mm-hmm. just get extra money. So it does, that just gave me chills. It makes, um, it, it, it was a way for me to rethink that even daily, just mm-hmm. in the moments of, stopping a little more mm-hmm. and being more aware that that could be the change the world needs. Yeah. And more, and more present. And I think what is so profound about what you said is that I, I have found in my life that the greatest lessons are on the other side of the greatest ad- adverse adversities. 
Absolutely. So I feel like instead of us focusing a lot on what happens in an experience, what was it that this experience came to teach me? And I think if you got that from that experience, it was totally worth it because so absolutely that pain, that loss, I feel like you can't almost now, I believe you can't feel light Mm -hmm. as brightly if you don't know darkness. Exactly. You can't feel joy so significantly mm-hmm. if you didn't come from pain. Yeah. And when you feel so it, how. name it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes I was forgetting to say, or just, I call it awfulizing. Everything's so bad. <laughs> Everything keeps going wrong. Yeah. And certainly that has been my week. Yeah. Like, but is that the focus or is the focus Bella feels better? Yeah. I have this fun dance I'm going to do in a couple of weeks. Aww. Like, what do I choose to focus on? Yeah. What do I let my mind go to? Yeah. Because there's so much control over that. That's yeah. what you're saying Yeah. about relationship, about yeah. success. Yeah, because it's important. And I, I mean, that just challenged me to, to think about being, you know, just more present because what, what really matters in this world is the connection that we have with other people. That that's what makes it all worthwhile. So if we are so busy doing life that we don't take the time out that we, that we take the simple moments of connection for granted. Yeah. That's, that's why we feel so much stress and, you know, are overwhelmed and we're not getting the most out of the day because we forget to include the experiences of people. Mm-hmm. So how do you stay fit and keep your mind balanced? Do you like yoga? Are you a workout girl? What is your, I what do gets work your out. mojo going now? I, I do work out. I work out, um, five days a week. I do three miles a day. Um, run? No, no. I just, I walk really fast, but okay, I, so cool. I do three yeah. miles in 40 minutes. And do you listen to podcasts? I do. Watch? Okay. I do. I listen to podcasts all day. That's my favorite pastime. Um, and I read and I meditate. Mm-hmm, I and do. How did you learn to meditate? Cause oftentimes <sighs> really strong people have yeah. a t- hard time quieting their mind because yeah. there's so much to do and so much. So well, meditation is not about quieting your mind. I, I learned okay. it from a girl um, uh, online called Emily Fletcher. Okay. Uh, she was recommended to me by a good friend of mine. And I just, it's, it, you do two sessions a day, 15 minutes and, and mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to, it's it no pressure. So it's not like quiet your mind. It's no helping you refocus. Yeah. You just, so she has a series of questions that she go through and little exercises that you do for the 15 minutes. Okay. She talks you through it. And if your mind drifts, it just, it just drifts. It's no, it's no pressure to feel like you got to completely shut the noise out of your mind. That's how, not how people's it's mind works. Possible. No. And, and now I, I'm always like, I'm failing at meditation. <laughs> no, meditation is not supposed to be stressful. <laughs> yeah. I can't do um, this. That's what my daughter says. I can't meditate. I'm like, well, maybe you're working with the wrong tools. Maybe it, no, I just can't meditate. I'm like, okay, we'll just pray then. Like yeah. everybody has their different things. Yeah. You just let your, you let your mind do, do what you do. And the, and the point is basically the, the discipline to set aside the 15 minutes twice a day. So that's really what it's about. It helps me feel so connected and just at ease. And the breathing too. Oh my God. Do you use breathing to help you? I do because that's part of it. That's part of her her guided meditation. It is, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes when you take it in and blow it out, you can think, visualize letting go of Mm -hmm. whatever that is that's sticking to you that doesn't Mm -hmm. serve you. Right. And I'm just practicing not taking anything personal. 
Oh, you know, okay, that's a good one. That's because, you know, I mean, I, I have a, I'm an only child by my mom, but my dad had nine other kids, mm-hmm. including me. So um, I have a little sister that um, we, we sometimes fight and it drives me insane. And I have to just let things go with her. <laughs> You know, um, so I'm learning to be a big sister, you know, mm-hmm. and take on that role. So that's a that's a new role for me because I grew up an only child. And so I'm having fun with that. But, you know, most of it, I, I feel like most of the the conflict that we have is all in our mind. It's what's going on on the inside. It has very little to do with what's happening person to person. We imagine more than it's ever takes we, place. It's how we interpret it. And I think text is so hard. Like we read text and email and I'm like, Danette, read this. What do you think it meant? Yeah. And then we spend like 10 minutes yeah. trying to figure out what it meant and yeah. what the energy is yeah. instead of just going, ah, let it go. Or picking up the phone and calling. Yes. I do think sometimes that works in my favor. Sometimes I need to take a little time and I'm yeah. learning that. Mm-hmm. Too. So I did finally, thank God, I'm having a senior moment, think of the other thing the therapist told me. She said the best marriages are those where one another can take influence from each other. Oh. And I thought that was in- interesting. So, so by influence, would you mean that you can learn from each other? or? Um, the way I took it, too, is that when, for example... Rob would do something and I would say, don't ever do that again. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's going to make him shut down. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it too is learning. If you learn how to influence your spouse is learning how to talk to your spouse. Mm. And so I was saying earlier, and here's a great example of that is forever. I would get frustrated that he would leave to go fishing for a few weeks in the summer Mm -hmm. because I, for business needed him for parenting needed him and he'd go off the grid Mm -hmm. because he's in Alaska. He can't get to a satellite phone. And so, and for me, I would try to understand he needs this. He needs to get away. He needs to unplug. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, but I feel abandoned. Mm -hmm. It was how to learn to share with him and then to Mm -hmm. say, Okay, I can see she's snoring. Oh, that's what that was. I was like, <laughs> Grace Kelly's snoring. I'm boring her. She's like, I've heard this story so many times, Mom. Um, and then I said, I want you to think of. So, for example, we're going to Europe again this summer, and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't like going to Paris because you shop too much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Well, it's kind of it's what lights my soul on fire. It's mm-hmm. what, and I can do it for work. Mm-hmm. And I can find ways to use points and stay at places. And it's with Bella and it's sharing. Mm -hmm. How can we balance it all? Mm -hmm. So I almost think influence is more about negotiation than anything. Okay. And saying, you know, this is important to me. And what if I could, if you could let go and not be mad at me for this and come with me and enjoy it and know it builds the family. And I could let go and not be mad. So whenever I say, baby, me, a man, I know that is it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think as women, we're always going to have that, you know, part of us that that want to challenge in that regard. And I think we just have to be smart about it. I know I've said a lot of things that I wish at this point in my life I could take back. But and I and I realize because here's the thing. 
a big part of a wife's responsibility, or in my opinion, I feel like the ultimate responsibility of a wife is protecting her husband's ego and, and feeding it. Oh, and, and we, that. yeah, we, we, we have to know that protecting. Yeah. I love that word. Yeah. And we're not taught that in our homes. We are not right. We're not, we're almost that. taught to question it in yeah. society today. Right. If we're a feminist and we mm-hmm. believe that we have the rights that men have, mm-hmm. we should question their mm-hmm. ego. Right. When it or, or, cha- a, or challenge it. Challenge is the right. better word. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't, it doesn't benefit us because like I say, what, what do we win a lot of times wanting, wanting to be equal? I, I feel like feminism at, at its core is about choice. So we, we have to have the respect for one another to understand that, you know, I, I, you should be free to make your choice without judgment or condemnation and I should be free to make my choice. And, and as I, I choose family, I choose being, being someone's husband. I choose the, the more softer feminine side of life. I didn't want to be out hustling and having to earn money to, to make sure that the bills got paid. I wanted somebody that was going to take care of me and take care of my son. And I wanted to be free to raise my son and, and not, not to have to worry about those kinds of things. And so I think girl, if you are the photo of letting a man be responsible for the family, (laughs) we're all in trouble. Because you are a girl boss <laughs> completely. So, but I love that. Like yeah. you still see him, but I mean, you are a strong woman and you have yeah. built a following. You have changed lives. Mm-hmm. You have empowered people. Yeah. You have made your community a better place. Mm-hmm. You have made a mark and a legacy. And when I met you years ago, I was intrigued by your energy mm-hmm. and intrigued by your presence. Oh, thank you. And to reconnect with you, um, I felt a different energy and I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but um, I think we both have grown so much yeah. than we first met. Yeah. I guess we hadn't seen each other since pre-COVID. Now it's pre-COVID and post-COVID. Exactly. But. Um, we took, let our adversity help us grow. And thank you for sharing that growth. Yeah. Is there anything in parting that you haven't shared? Well, I just want to say, I'm really super proud of you. This has been phenomenal. Thank you for having me. I mean, and I'm, I'm in here in your, in your business and I just, I'm, I'm so inspired by all of the fashion and all of the things I see around here and what I can, and even the little time that I, I spent being being reintroduced to your husband, I'm very proud of you. And you know, I just want you to know that what you're doing, it matters. And I hope that you will keep, you will continue. I plan to, <laughs> I do. And I, you just wonder like when you create a podcast are people going to listen and then you, you put it out there. And then when people care and they do listen, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, if I just helped a couple people, it's okay. Yeah. But thankfully more than a couple people. So thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for being part of the journey. Um, and thank you for living the authentic life and helping us in that journey. Guys, until we meet next week, have a good one. Bye. <laughs>